good morning. It's the last day of the month of February. And three out of every four years, it's February 28th. What do they call the other time? Leap year? Something like that? It's a leap year. Yeah. It's the party line, and we got a free-for-all today. On 970 WATH, 97.1 on FM as well. And uh, by the way, we're changing. I, I'm sure you've heard some of the announcements on the air that uh, 97.1 will soon be 97.3. And uh, a more powerful signal. So, um, but otherwise, just the same. All right. Um, let's see here. There was something that just crossed my mind. I was talking about, what was I talking about? February. Oh, it'll come back to me. Anyway, um, Liz is here. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, it's always a pleasure. Listen, um, Tomorrow, I think we're going to have uh, one of our county commissioners as our guest. Uh, they do it um, typically once a month, and uh, they take turns. And uh, uh, Chris Schmiel is most often in, but sometimes uh, Lenny Eliason and and um, and so on. Anyway, we'll see who shows up. Good morning. Good morning. February twenty eighth, and on this date. Let's see here. Historical stuff, right? All right. The Battle of Helsingborg. This was in the year 1710. The Battle of Helsingborg. H-E-L-S-I-N-G-B-O-R-G. 14,000 Danish invaders under Jorgen Ransau are decisively defeated by an equally sized Swedish force under Magnus Senbuck. On uh, this date in 1854, the Republican Party formally organized. Where did that occur? In, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Ripon, Ripon, R-I-P-O-N, Wisconsin. I'd say Ripon. Okay. Let's do. Ripon, Wisconsin. On this date in 1915, this was during World War One. after the French tried to drive the German forces back into the Champagne region, they gained a few hundred yards at the cost of 50,000 casualties. 1947, on the date of February 28th, what they call the February 28th Massacre, an anti-government uprising in Taiwan is violently put down by Chiang Kai-shek and his uh, Kuomintang-led Republic of China government. There was a loss of 18,000 to 28,000. 
10,000 lives. Interesting, they don't have a more specific number than that. 10,000 is kind of a odd number to not be able to count, account for. Yeah, it is. Anyway, it marks the beginning of the White Terror. 1953, on this date, Francis Crick and James Watson discover the chemical structure of DNA molecule. DNA, um, um, before it got shortened to that expression, DNA, it was known as the double helix polymer. And they did so using studies of X-ray dis- dif- uh, diffraction. And that was developed by Rosalind Franklin and Maurice Wilkins. Let's just take a moment and talk about DNA. I may have done this on the air. If so, forgive my repetition. Um, I'm adopted, right? And uh, so... I don't know, a couple years ago, someone said, why don't you do your DNA test and send it off to, um, well, there's several places, but the one I chose was Ancestry.com. And so I did that, and I get an email perhaps every three weeks saying we just discovered another possible DNA connection to you and it'll have their name and their location and I guess even an email address so that I might correspond with them and see if there is some obvious linkage but um, that's kind of a fascinating thing you know being adopted, of course, I don't have a great deal of knowledge about my ancestry. I certainly do know my adopted parents' ancestry. And, um, well, anyway, it's, um, it's really fascinating to study it if you want to um, pursue that. I just, just mention it. All right. In 1991, on this date, the Gulf War ends, excuse me, I almost said wins, but ends after Iraq accepts a ceasefire following their retreat from Kuwait. All right. Well, let's do some famous birthdays. And for this stuff, I generally need your help. Mm The first one on born on this date in 1906 is Bugsy Siegel. Now, he was a mobster, a bad guy, so to speak. And even his picture here looks pretty tough. Uh, he lived from 1906, born on this date in 1906, died in 1947. Bugsy Siegel. Find anything? Pulling up his Wikipedia now. Get just a little closer to your mic there, if you would. So, Benjamin is his name. Benjamin Bugsy Siegel um, was born in 1906. Of course, uh, died on 1947. He was the driving force behind the development of the Las Vegas Strip. Siegel was not only influential um, within the Jewish mob, um, 
but but oh, sorry my article is loading my phone's being very very slow ah but he and his fellow friend Meyer Lanky uh, also helped influence the Italian American mafia yeah so a little bit of influence in, in both of those things it's interesting whenever I see um, a photograph of a well, I'll, I'll use a mobster. Okay, that expression. <clears throat> Their eyes always have a certain look to them. Yeah, they all look kind of puppy dog, sad, like. Uh, they look like uh, the, the 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 description I would use is they look like I'm thinking something. Really, I've always found all the mobster eyes to be kind of droopy and sad. Uh, Frank Sinatra has very similar eyes. Hmm. All right, the next famous birthday, and this guy, the picture, it shows him really looking happy. Uh, but it's not a name I'm very familiar with, Linus Pauling. Linus, L-I-N-U-S, last name Pauling, P-A-U-L-I-N-G. However, even though he's smiling brightly, He's got a hose, um, um, a rope around his neck, for crying out loud. Anyway, born in 1901 on this date, died in 1994. Well, he looks very happy in all these pictures too. But he was an American chemist. Why does he have a rope around his neck? Well, that's what I'm trying to figure Do out. Do you have a similar picture? No. Okay. I don't. But maybe he had he studied uh, death or suicide, perhaps, uh, and is making. Well, you think if he studied those things, maybe he wouldn't make a, a joke of it. Let's see. Linus Carl Pauling was an American chemist, botanist, biochemist, chemical engineer, and peace activist. He was also an author and an educator. He published more than 1,200 papers and books, um, and 850 of them dealt with scientific topics. I wonder what the other ones dealt with. Um, so just a, a, well, an all-around activist. Such an odd picture with this rope around his neck, and he's broadly smiling. All right, the next uh, famous birthday. We have four today. We've done two. Joe Malone. And Joe was born on this date in 1890. He died in 1969. Uh, sports? Sorry, I'm still on this rope thing. It's not around his neck. Um, I found the overall picture of it. Oh, what He's is showing it? how rope can be frayed. I'm sure it's some sort of scientific... Uh, uh, is this the same picture that you... Yeah, have? check this one out. Oh. It's just a close-up, but it does look like he has, like, a noose yeah, around okay. his head. Okay, <laughs> Anyway, sorry, who's the next guy? Uh, Joe Malone, born Joe. in 1890 on this date, died in 1969. Oh, boy, uh, so it's just a lot of perfume. Um, let me, let me maybe re-guy? Uh, the only thing coming up on Google for me is just perfume. Joe Malone Cologne. <laughs> well, maybe that's it. Well, you think there'd be a guy behind it, right? This is a guy. Joe Malone Cologne. I don't know. J-O-E. Uh-huh. 
M-A-L-O-N-E. Yeah. Did the years check out, 1890 to 1969? Well, there are no years. It's just a bunch of product. It's like a... Well, anyway. I don't know. Um, uh, perhaps he was a male model. It could have been, I guess. I don't know. Okay, and the last one is that of Mario Andretti. Uh, Mario is 83 years of age today. Of course, a uh, famous auto racer, um, that sort of thing. My, uh, my son Nick ran a... Um, a resort called Lake Texoma, which, as you might expect, was sort of on the border. Uh, like half of the lake was in Oklahoma, half of it was in Texas. And right next door to his resort was Mario Andretti's home and acreage and all that sort of stuff. All right, two famous deaths here. Let's see here. Boy, I don't even know how to say this. Kuatimok. I'll spell it for you. Alrighty, I'm ready. It's uh, this this one word. C A U. No. C U A U. H T E M O C. I got it. Now they don't have a date by which he was born. But only a death date. Yes. In the year that he died was 1525. So what's the story there? Oh, boy. Let me get past all these pronunciations here. Um, his well, name uh, means one who has descended like an eagle. Uh, actually, let me use my my phone. Let's see if we can't hear how this is supposed to be pronounced. Kwautemok? Kwautemok? Yeah, could um, be. Anyway, he's descended from an eagle. Um, oh, neat. These pictures are really cool. Uh, I already forget how to pronounce his name. Kwatemuk took yes. power in 1520 as a successor of um, uh, another place that I just... <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce this. Well, what um, whereabouts... Um, Egypt. Okay. I would like to say Egypt. Okay. Uh, and his cousin was late emperor of another place in Egypt. Um, his young wife, who was later known as Isabel, uh, probably Moctumis Ma- is her last name, Isabel Moctumis. Um, and he ascended to the throne when he was around 25 years old. Um, this is a really confusing article. My apologies. Well, ah, he was he was there when uh, smallpox was brought to the Americas. Well, maybe could be poorly written article. The last um, famous death we have to mention is someone that uh, we would be more familiar with, and that is Paul Harvey, a famous newscaster. Born in 1918. Died on this date in 2009. Won many awards. All right. Well, let's see here. Let me set this over here. 
We brought in a story this morning that, um, um, you know, we, we get these every so often, and I, I find them interesting. Um, I always like, uh, I, first of all, I love Ohio, okay? Um, I have some other states I'm very fond of as well, but I, the bulk of my lifetime has been spent in Ohio. So um, when they produce a report uh, that says the happiest cities in America, right? I'm kind of curious how Ohio holds up. So, Liz, you've got the report in front of you. Yeah, I was looking and, at it. Um, and I've, I've highlighted the Ohio, the OH, after... Um, any Ohio City, right? I don't know if you noticed that yet. Uh, well, it'll probably be quite a few pages back. Yeah. <laughs> so the. Oh, you. Uh, I, I maybe you brought me the wrong one. I'm seeing a few Ohio's in here. Oh like, yeah, there's there's. Like Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Not, not highlighted though. Oh, maybe I missed it. But in any case, let's let's talk about. Um, in fact, um, I should have made two copies so we could each work with one. But um, let's talk about the, the, the general, what does happiness mean, right? All right. Um, so, um, the article starts out, it can be hard to be happy in 2023 when faced with economic difficulties like high inflation, which is a stress for over 83% of adults. Therefore, it's vital to people to boost their happiness however they can, whether through family, friends, activities, entertainment, or work. What people w might not realize is what is that where they live may also determine how happy they are. Location plays a hand in how bright or gloomy our days are. For years, researchers have studied the science of happiness and found that its key ingredients include a positive mental state, a healthy body, strong social connections, job satisfaction, and of course financial well-being. However, money can only make you so happy. People who make $75,000 a year won't get any higher satisfaction from more money. Consider also the fact that while the U.S. is one of the richest countries, it ranks only 16th on the World Happiness Report. That's interesting. But not everywhere in the U.S. experiences a uniform level of happiness. As this study aims to illustrate, moving to a certain city may help you be more content. So WalletHub, and you've heard me use their reports often, drew upon the various findings of positive psychology research in order to determine which among the 180 of the largest U.S. cities 
is home to the happiest people in America. We examined each city based on 30 key indicators of happiness, ranging from depression rate to the income growth rate to average leisure time spent per day. So here we go. Now, if you had to guess, I won't, I won't put it at a city, I'll put it as a state. What do you think, uh, what state do you think might have um, a number of happy cities? California. Well done. Sunshine. You hit it dead on. Always something to do. Everybody's pretty. You get to wear a bathing suit 24-7. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, here we go. In terms of the, uh, what we say, 180 largest cities. Mm -hmm. Fremont, California comes in number one. San Jose, number two. Lots of crime in San Jose, though. Crime? Mm-hmm. Their crime rates are well, pretty high. Well, at least on this report, I don't have that listed. Maybe it is farther back. It's just back. A, a big city thing. Um, the, the, the three categories they have for each city, emotional and physical well-being, income and employment, and lastly, community and environment. Hmm. So like Fremont, California comes in number one in the first and last categories. It comes in number 34th in income and employment. Hmm. Interesting. Number two, San Jose, California. Third overall is Madison, Wisconsin. I think that's really amazing fourth is overland park Can my mom's from overland park in kansas fifth is san francisco back to california sixth where my son paul lives is irvine california hmm. seventh columbia maryland where i met my wife pat oh. eighth is sioux falls south dakota Ninth, South Burlington, Vermont. Tenth, Burlington, Vermont. Eleventh, Seattle. Twelfth, Bismarck, North Dakota. Thirteenth, back to California with Oakland. Huntington Beach is fourteenth. That's also in California. San Diego, California, fifteenth. Scottsdale, Arizona, 16th. Minneapolis, Minnesota, 17th. Now, there's 180 names. We don't want to fill the whole show up doing that. But let's see if I, my markings are here. Okay, so let's pick out a couple of my favorite cities, and you can do one, two, or three, or four, whatever you like. Honolulu. Oh. I lived there for almost four years. It comes in 33rd. Oh. Okay. Uh, Chula Vista, California. It comes in 25th. I spent some time there. 
Anaheim, California, 23rd. Um, here's one I can't believe. Fargo, North Dakota, 20th. Interesting. That yeah. is very interesting. Yeah. Okay, now let's go the other direction. Anchorage, Alaska, 38th. I know quite a few people from Alaska, and they all love it. Salt Lake City, 39th. Sacramento, 42nd. Okay, scans. Boston, Massachusetts, 47th. Hmm. Austin, Texas. I'm not a fan of Austin. Austin used to be cool. But nevertheless, it comes in 49th. Our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., comes in 50th. Remember, there's 180 cities. We haven't gotten to anything in Ohio yet. So let's scan down the list. New York City, 57th. Huh. <laughs> Chesapeake, Virginia, where my son Nick and Lena live now. 59th. Virginia is cool. Yes. We lived in the Outer Banks and loved it. Virginia Beach. Here it is. That's where we lived. Um, 63rd. Miami, Florida. 66th. I'm maybe dragging this out too much. Chicago, 74th. Los Angeles, 76th. Columbus is somewhere in there. Yeah, we're getting closer. Pittsburgh, 78th. I'm going to skip a whole page now because I don't see anything highlighted here. Okay. Coming in 143rd. Although my highlighting didn't show. Well, Columbus comes in 143rd. Um, as I recall, there were four Ohio cities. And I would assume they'd be Cincinnati, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Columbus. Cincinnati, yes, is 163rd. Akron, 168th, Toledo, 172nd, and Cleveland, 179th. Well, anyway, um, you know, what, 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 you know, what are some of the things they looked at? Depression rate. Which, how do you even measure that? Uh, That's not my thing, so (laughs) I don't know. Adequate sleep rate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, oh, I had some more stuff here. Maybe I forgot to bring it in. Well, anyway. Um, see, what's the name of that? Um, 2023's Happiest Cities in America. Yeah, but I mean the... Um, 
Oh, the company that... Oh, uh, Wallet Hub. Yeah, Wallet Hub. If you'd like to look it up more personally and look at certain cities. There's a few other... I mean, there's a ton of lists, and they're all ordered yeah. completely different, depending on what... Sure enough. All right. Well, let's see here. What are some of the headlines today? Uh, this is from the New York Times. The U.S. commandos advise Somalis in fight against Qaeda branch. Qaeda branch. A campaign in the Horn of Africa is now the most active element in the forever wars. The United States has waged, um, and that's been going on since September of 2001. It's a long time. Biden is deploying high-powered aids plus more aid to bolster the Ukraine. Our Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, traveled to Kiev the day before Secretary of State Anthony Blinken was to visit Central Asia in a show of American solidarity with Ukraine in its battle with Russia. Murdoch, Rupert Murdoch, heads up Fox News, I guess. Yeah. Um, he has acknowledged that Fox News hosts endorsed election fraud falsehoods. That's not cool. And, you know, if you're running a news organization, mercy, you want to make sure that that sort of stuff doesn't happen or you lose credibility. Well, out of all of that, he's being faced with a $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit. Um, I had, um, what do I want to say? I have lost some respect over this for him. Well, I think that all of these broadcasting networks are owned by bigger companies swaying one side or the other. They've never really been unbiased <laughs> on any record. Well, I, I guess I don't agree. But it doesn't matter. It's, it's um, uh, Some have been far more inclined to do so. And I just don't agree with the concept, nor do you. Mm. All right, uh, let's see another thing. Is there an ethical way to kill rats? Uh, you remember when we got in our big debate about when we had mice? Yeah. And you were like, glue traps, and I'm like, snap traps. Um, I used to free roam rats. I have had plenty of colonies myself, lovely little creatures, very smart. Um, rats you're talking about? Yes, I used okay. to own plenty of them, but... Um, you know, they, they do, if you have wild rats living within your home, they do spread disease. It is, uh, risky for you, your pets and, you know, your food, everything else. Um, 
I would recommend snap traps. Uh, I, I really do think the quicker, the better. They also have like guillotine ones now, which I know sounds really rough, but yeah. um, glue traps are awful. Uh, and so is poison. Uh, and then they harm other wildlife as well. So, Well, um, I guess in the science industry, there's currently a little bit of a debate of, over this topic. Sure, as there should be. You know, uh, uh, welcome to the rat trapper's dilemma. What? How should you deal with it? And they don't offer an answer here. This is just sort of a, a headline. Um, Janet Yellen, Kiev, uh, she says that economic aid to the Ukraine is vital. Our commitment to support a brave people defending their country is unwavering. Earthquake in Turkey has rattled the, uh, the region again. 5.2 magnitude earthquake struck southern Turkey, the same region that was devastated several weeks earlier. Many buildings collapsed, but uh, oddly, just one death as a result of it. Um... It's, uh, this is not in the New, New York Times, but I mention it anyway. I have friends down in um, Leetart and oh, what's another name down there? New Haven, West Virginia. It's not very far. 45 minutes, 50 minutes away. Yeah, I know of uh, New Haven. Yeah. They had penny-sized hail yesterday. You know, I saw that in uh, a couple other places surrounding as well. Had some pretty hefty hail. And, you know, we had some real stormy-looking skies and a couple of hard rains, um, but nothing like that. Nothing crazy. Nor did we have any really strong winds. Um, Around 7 o'clock, they got a little bit strong, but, I mean, nothing insane. Yeah. The skies were really threatening looking, though. Yeah, good, some good lightning action going on. But hail down in um, nearby West Virginia. All right, back to uh, this stuff here. Um, dying children in frozen flocks in Afghanistan's bitter winter of crisis. Hundreds have died in plunging temperatures and malnutrition has been rampant as the Taliban government uh, on their ban on female workers has hampered international aid. Why do these things happen? Next one. Revenge attacks after killing of Israeli settlers leave West Bank in turmoil. Settlers burned and vandalized hundreds of cars and homes in four Palestinian villages. According to Israel rights groups, Israeli rights groups and Palestinian officials and the area braced, is braced for more actions. Doesn't sound good at all. 
To heal the Brexit wound, the UK and the EU strike a Northern Ireland trade deal. A dispute left over the British, the Britain-European Union split has chilled relations, paralyzed Northern Ireland's government, risked a trade war, and even caused friction between London and Washington. Well, what about here in the U.S.? <clears throat> there is a, um, what would you call it, a, a suggestion, a move, a foot, something um, to forgive some student loans. Challenges to student loan cancellation reach Supreme Court. That's the headline. Justices will hear arguments today on President Biden's plan to forgive an estimated $400 billion in debt. Conservative states have called it an abuse of his authority. I guess we have a problem with migrant child labor. <laughs> yes, we do. And the Biden administration is planning to crack down on that. The move came days after a Times investigation, New York Times that is, showed children were working in dangerous jobs throughout the United States. Well, those are a few headlines. Uh, let me just scan through here to see if anyone else pops to the surface. Boy, there's a bunch today. But uh, nothing that I think we really need to mention. Let's... Um, Let's talk a little bit more about this student loan thing. The Supreme Court will hear arguments today on two challenges to the Biden administration's student loan forgiveness plan. The challenges involve a lawsuit brought by six states and a separate lawsuit by two students with student loan debt who wouldn't benefit from all of the provisions. The initial plan canceled up to $10,000 in federal student loan debt for borrowers making less than $125,000 or households earning less than $250,000 with an additional $10,000 for Pell Grant recipients. The cost we gave you this figure a few minutes ago, is an estimated $400 billion nationwide, which would occur over the next 30 years. The 6-3 to three conservative-led court will decide first if the plaintiffs have standing or the right to sue. Next, they will decide if the government exceeded its authority and circumvented Congress in using the 2003 HEROES Act to justify the program. There are more than 40 
million borrowers who would be eligible for some level of debt forgiveness. And 53% of the borrowers owe less than $20,000. Interesting. Let's see here. Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, signed a bill yesterday formally rescinding the Walt Disney Company's private control over a 39-square-mile district outside Orlando where it operates its theme parks. The move finalizes a year-long process seeking to end Disney's 50-year special status in the state. You see, back in 1967, the area was designated by Florida lawmakers as the Reedy Creek Improvement District. And that Reedy Creek Act gave Disney nearly complete control over taxation, codes, and services, and was supervised by a five-member board appointed by the company. Well, the new bill would not abolish the district as was proposed in April, but instead hand over power in the district to the governor, effective June 1st. Uh, let's see. Keeping the district intact was partly designed to avoid saddling the state in adjacent Orange and um, Osceola counties with Disney's nearly $1 billion in municipal debt. Um, so it's a mess. And, um, you know, I can just see in the early days of all of this, yeah, let's do something for them. We want them. Get them. And they got them. But much time has passed, and now... They're not reaping all the benefits they should have. Mm. Let's see here. Okay, remember this Alex Baldwin thing? Yeah. Alec, not Alex, but Alec Baldwin? Yes, I do. Um, there's a little blurb here. It says, three rust crew members. That was the f name of the film. Sue Alec Baldwin and other film producers alleging anxiety and symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. Makes sense to me. He is also being sued, though. Um, I have uh, just a bunch of different opinions on the case. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think that you know, he should do a little time. He should have to obviously take a bunch of courses. Um, he's not the only one that should get repercussion from this, though. Like, the the props director obviously needs to be held accountable. Um, but there is somebody suing him for um, well, bl being blinded by the, uh, by the blast of the gun, which as, uh, as a somebody who goes to the range quite frequently, uh, that doesn't really happen. I think a lot of people are also just jumping in to get a little chunk while they can. Yeah. 
Um, chat, uh, Snapchat, this is in the science and technology uh, category. Snapchat to debut chat bot powered by OpenAL's chat GPT. The latest large technology company to incorporate the artificial intelligence powered conversational tool. I just don't get this. So there's an app called Snapchat and you communicate with people through sending pictures. You can add a caption to your photo, whatever, you know, the, but you can also type chat. And so what they're doing is you have a list of friends and in your list of friends, they'll also be in artificial intelligence bot that you can just talk to at any point. Seems pretty needless to me. Um, they're just hopping on a, a trend to make a little bit of cash. Um, but there was, there was some, oh, there's, I, I'm seeing ads for it. Artificial intelligence dating sites where you match with an AI. Oh, come on. I know. I know. So they say it's for practice. For practice. For practice. Um, people who don't know how to talk to, you know, the whatever gender they're trying to you know, get with. And uh, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> so it's practice. Isn't that something? I I like company. Yeah. I want to go to dinner with the person I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Or go to a ball game. Or go to a play. I uh, I can't imagine taking a robot. Yeah, it is to a basketball funny. OU basketball game <laughs> and enjoying their company. I mean, I guess I I find the whole thing pretty harmless, but you know, people are going to start falling in love with AI. Have you ever seen the movie Her? No. It, with Joaquin Phoenix, he falls in love with his iPhone. Um, pretty good it's pretty much the the premise of the movie is weird ai and uh, dating them but you know if you go to a dinner a restaurant and you're ordering for your chat bot buddy yeah gal whatever um how are they going to eat food i think a lot of people who struggle and digest it And what comes out the other end, so to speak? (laughs) I don't think I want to ever know. I think there's a lot of people that really, really struggle with with meeting people and and just going out and socializing in general. So having an AI right next to you at all points is probably pretty pretty good deal. Not for me. (laughs) Not for me, Liz. I'll go out with you anytime. Well, maybe I'll. Anyway, this that's that's wind it up. We've got about forty seconds. Um, I don't understand this. I can see do it using it professionally. Maybe I'll get an AI date and we can we can talk about it and see what it says back to me. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm game. I'm game. Folks, if we're not mistaken, we've got one of the county commissioners joining us tomorrow. And um, I guess it'll be um, Chris Meal. Uh, so that's um, tomorrow. All right. Have a wonderful day out there. And uh, stay safe, please.
weather-wise, I forgot to mention it, but I think it's going to be just what it is. In our 73rd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. FM's. CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by General Steel. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The Supreme Court begins hearing arguments this hour on President Biden's proposal.